everyone has to look at their phone for some reason. It's like they all of a sudden got a text message or a call because they want to act like they didn't see you, you know, so that they don't feel bad or look like a scumbag. Welcome to Belmont Voices. My name is Jack Benz, and I'm your guide to some of the stories of some of the people in one small New York neighborhood. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Belmont Voices. Today's episode is uh, currently one of my favorites. Uh, it's my chance to talk to a guy whose name is Dan, who lives with his girlfriend on Fordham Road. I walk by them on my way to the D train and to the Ford train, um, and uh, I just stopped and started talking to them. And this is my interview with Dan. Uh, Wendy's kind of in and out a little bit. And it's a little bit different than some of our earlier podcasts because this is unedited. Uh, in part because we wanted you to have the full experience of what it's like to be right at street level on busy Fordham Road, which is kind of the main street that comes into the neighborhood. So you're going to hear a lot of noise, but also a really interesting person with a lot to say. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, good. You want to say a few things? Sure. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think that's just to see if it got me. Uh, yeah, and I do. Yep. Sweet. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I've had a very, I like to think of it as I've had different chapters in my life, Yeah. basically. Um, growing up, I was born in California, but I was adopted, raised in New York. And once I hit 21, my whole life I was saying to everybody, I'm going back to Cali. I'm gonna go back to Cali. I don't even remember it. How old know nothing you? about it. I was probably two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. So you old. had two weeks in California. Yep. Yeah. And then, but I knew I wanted to be there. I just knew something was going to be right there. So one day I sold my car. I took the cash and I had my girlfriend drive us to California. Didn't tell anybody at all. None of my friends. None of my family. Drove there and we were there for about seven and a half years. And got married. Um, I had three jobs. Saved up 90 grand while I was living there. Then we moved back to Connecticut, and I hated it. It was was just boring compared to California. And with most marriages, there were issues. We got divorced, and then I moved back to New York, you know, familiar stomping grounds. And that's when I moved in with a new girlfriend. And within a month, her house was condemned. And so that 90 grand was then used to help save the whole family from being homeless. We stayed in a motel with her eight cats and a dog for about wow. six months while looking for a place for everyone because they were disabled also. So it's hard to find an apartment where there's no stairs, you know, oh, to get yeah. in for that many people too. And money drained, money drained. Finally, they got an apartment, stayed there for a year. Landlord kicked them out again. Now here we are on the street. So how, all of them, all, all of them, everywhere. except for her aunt, who's in a uh, elderly shelter. Yeah. So I could be in a shelter, but then they would separate me and my girl unless we were married. Oh, I see. Yeah. How that works? Yeah. Or you can get a domestic partnership, which is like thirty dollars, and it's basically marriage, but fake. Oh. And then we can stay in a shelter together, but those are just as dangerous and just as bad. 
Yeah. There's really no point. So yeah. might as well just be on the street. Right. Uh, and uh, do you, would you mind saying uh, saying your name? Sure, my name's Dan. Great, because we'll use yeah. that. Yeah, yeah I definitely got to use that. Uh, uh, and I should have asked that at the top. So how long have you been right here on Fordham Road? On Fordham Road, I've been here for about two years. I was actually originally just about 30 feet away when they were building Old Navy. Oh, you were down at the front of Old Navy? Yeah. What was there before? Just more little shops? Um, it was a shoe store, and uh, I think it burnt down, actually. And so they were building Old Navy, but before they had this big, ugly, green, wooden wall there. Oh, and okay. I was like, okay, well, there's no ATMs here. There's no stores, so I can sit here and do it, and the cops have no reason to kick me out. That didn't last long because they opened Old Navy, <laughs> so I had to move over to here, just here. about 30 feet. I found like the perfect little nook. Yeah, this is a good nook. Yeah, plus yeah. it's far enough away from an ATM that they can't arrest me. Oh, is that one of the deals? Yeah, but it only happens at the end of the month, you know, when they're trying to fill their quota, I guess. They come around, and they, or during the holidays, they'll come around and kick us all out. But we really don't bother anyone. There are people that are terrible, that'll just bug you and nag you and follow yeah. you. Some of them will be smoking K2 while asking for change. Well, I don't even ask people. I just sit with my sign. And if you want to help, God bless. And if not, I don't blame you. Yeah. You know, I probably wouldn't have when I was younger. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. How's business? Right now, it's pretty terrible. But that's because there's about 30 other people out here now. Most of them have homes, which really bothers me. Really? But yeah, we uh, slowly kind of push them out. They can't handle it. How do you how do you push them out? You just outlast them, or just outlast them? Okay. You know the people aren't stupid. They can tell. You know they can really tell. Like okay, this kid actually needs help, and this one is definitely a junkie. You know, or this one has a home. Why are you wearing ninety dollars sneakers? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> people aren't dumb. We just like to think they are. Yeah. But I mean, I've been here long enough. It took me a while too. You know, right. First six months, all I ever heard was like, "You're white. Get a job. You're young. Get a job." It's like. My ID was stolen, my birth certificate's gone, I was born in California, so getting it is kind of difficult. Yeah. And so it's a process, it takes a while. And then, as with today, I had all my papers back in my backpack. Due to laziness, I hadn't gotten a job yet, but had my paperwork back and now my book bag's stolen. Paperwork's gone again. Now I don't have a birth certificate or any of that again. Wow. But luckily, uh, you know, I do have information to get it back now faster. Like, I have a P.O. box, and now I know what to do with these. So okay. It'll be a lot faster this time. Why, why are you on Fordham Road of all the places in New York? Um, that I couldn't even tell you. That I just, I remember I was coming here with my girlfriend, actually, and we saw that there were other people, you know, that were homeless, begging for change. And I was like, well, we met a couple people out here. Maybe we can survive there. And they showed us the ropes, and we were able to survive. Places like Westchester, you can't. You know, you'll get arrested right away. Oh, okay. The second they say that you're even like dressed not normal, they're like gonna question you. Here, yeah. it's just like okay, they're not bothering anybody. So right. Where are the other places? Do people do people uh, go to different parts of town uh, for different days? Like you know, take the train down and um, work the village. Or? One of my friends likes to get on the subways. He works the subways all day, and he makes a lot of money that way. As for me, what's uh, a lot of money for him? For him, he usually comes back bragging about like making like a hundred bucks, you know, within just uh, like two hours. Okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people will either go further up, you know, um, to try and get new areas. Really. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. You know, they don't do too much else. Everyone always says, "Why don't you go to Manhattan? Why don't you do that?" Like, 
not going to be any different, really. And you, you know, might get harassed by the police. Probably will get harassed by the police. And there's so many of them, you know? Yeah. There's just so many people. Yeah. And do you have regular people that see you regularly? That's my fiance, by the way. <laughs> this is Wendy. Hi. Yeah, you know. Oh, great. That's the other problem here. It's like we have nowhere we can hang out. You can stay. We'll stand in McDonald's 10, 15 minutes and get kicked out. We don't do anything wrong. It's just. They just move on. They know that we're homeless. So they're like, oh, they're not giving us business. Leave. Now we got to move on to the next place. You know? Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, it sucks. So that's rough. And I don't go a lot of places. Hi, Wendy. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I don't really think about moving anywhere. A lot of people say it, but you know, if they eventually get sick of us here, that's when we'll have to. Oh, okay. But yeah. you meet people, you get what we call regulars. You know? So you do have regulars that come. Yeah, people that come all the time, all day. They always want to talk for a little bit, you know. It's like uh, you make friends. Yeah. Yeah, you're actually. It's a part of what's going on. In, yeah. In this particular part of town. Yeah. And you guys spend the night here as well. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. It depends on the weather. You know, lately, it's been raining a lot, so we'll go down to like the plaza and stay out of the rain. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's just got like a little awning. Under that thing? Yeah. That's, is that for bikes? What is that for? That, I believe, is uh, during the summer, they have like picnic tables there. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was yeah. walking down there. Yeah, it doesn't really shelter you too much from the rain, unfortunately. Because <laughs> with the rain, there's always wind and everything like that. So it, you know this from experience. Yeah. Plus, it's on a little slant, so eventually all of the water comes down. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. Do you see much of the, your your own family? Never, actually. Uh, my father passed away, and my mom is really far upstate Connecticut. So I've seen her maybe once a year during the holidays. It's just a pain to travel. Obviously. Yeah. Once a year. And you, and you don't have siblings? No, no siblings. Um, but I do stay in contact with her. So with, that helps. With your mom? Yeah. 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 And is she retired at this point? Or? Yeah, she is. She is. Uh, she's doing pretty well, actually. And I could go home to her, but then I got to deal with everything like that. Like, I'd have to leave my girl and things like that because there's no room. You know? Right. Yeah. Plus, I mean, at my age, you don't want to be living with your mom. How old are you? I'm 34. 34. 34, and I just don't feel like staying on my mom's couch at 34 in upstate really? Connecticut with no car. And no, no reason to be in upstate Connecticut. Exactly. What am I going to do up there? Yeah. There's no reason. Yeah. How did you meet your girlfriend? Um, before we were homeless. I was actually working at a store that sold different wines. And uh, she was working at the Starbucks where I always got my coffee. And one day I walked in, there was this new girl, so I hit on her. Then I found out she had a boyfriend, so I had to get rid of him. <laughs> and it was a process. The usual now complications. Together. Yeah, the same complications you always find. Just the usual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's how we stuck together. We've been, I think, together about five and a half years now. Five and a half years. Yeah. And is her family around as well or not? Yeah, her, uh, well, her aunt's in a shelter. And her mom is staying with her boyfriend. Okay, so yeah, so that helps. <laughs> and of course, we can't stay at any of those places. Otherwise, we wouldn't. Yeah, is the plan to get uh, that certificate, or get married, or something? Or? Um, eventually, we want to get married, but most likely, I think we're just going to try and get off the streets. When my father passed, he left some inheritance for me, and I'm in the process. When did your father pass? Um, he passed about. Four months ago. 
so I'm in the process of trying to get that all taken care of. I'm going to use that just to get us off the street pretty much. So yeah. It's not like a ton or anything, but it'll be enough to get a place. It's enough. Would you stay here in New York? Um, I don't want to, really. I'd California. love to go back to California. What yeah. part of California? Los Angeles. I was over by Venice Beach. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. And you're never bored. <laughs> yeah. There's never nothing to do. Always stuff to do. But New York's good for that, too, if you have money. If you don't have money, there's really not much you can go do. There's no, like, parks or hiking. Not around here. You have to yeah. go upstate for that. Too. We pick up cigarette butts off the ground. Sometimes people will give you one instead. <laughs> Little tricks like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. It's gross, but we must have really good immune systems by now. Your, your immune system's probably got to yeah. be really good. It's got to be really good because I think I've only had one cold in like five years, and when I had a home, I was sick every week. <laughs> now I'm eating out of the garbage and picking butts up off the ground, and I'm not getting sick, so that helps. That definitely helps. Well, what do you guys do for food? Um, beg. <laughs> Sit here, eventually someone will give us food. But lately we've had days where not a soul has given us anything. Yeah. So uh, luckily they know us inside now. At the end of the day they give us whatever, you know. It's, if it's the right shift, it's the right people, they'll uh, feed us, let us use the bathroom and stuff. We, one of the main problems out here, at three o'clock all the public restrooms are closed. Nowhere will let you use a bathroom. At three in the morning? No, uh, three in the afternoon, they all close. All the public restrooms. And all the stores won't let us use any. Nobody. So, unless you're buying something. So, if you don't have the money to buy something, good luck. That's one of the hardest things to deal with. Yeah. No one thinks about that. Like, oh, if you're homeless, two in the morning, you gotta use a bathroom. Where the hell do you go? Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you can. Wherever you can. But then you're risking the chance of getting arrested. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially an area like this. Really? Mm. How are the police around here? Yeah. Some are very nice. This side is pretty good, right? 50 seconds. They are very understanding people. Yeah. As long as you're not like dangerous, or you know, if you're not, if it's not about drugs or violence, they understand. They don't bother. You. Because yeah. we're not bothering anybody. But then you get people that, uh, she got arrested just for sitting with a cup down by the train station. She got brought in. Yeah, they gave her disorderly conduct. She didn't ask anybody for change. She just sat with a cup in front of her. And within half an hour, she was in jail. Isn't that crazy? And then what's the process to get out of jail? Oh, she was out within an hour. The judge was just like, really? What, is she going to panhandle to pay the ticket? You know what I mean? Like, in the end, it's just going to be the same thing. You kick us back out on the street. Yeah. So, they're not trying to help. That's why the other ones are pretty understanding. They're like, well, they're not any danger to us right yeah. now. But, like I said, there are the people out here. Like, uh, a minute ago, you probably saw the kid in the orange that came up. Yeah. He's a real pain. He's I, a real problem. I, I've seen him when he's a little bit even... Uh, Intoxicated? Well, yeah, something. Everyone has. Yeah. He recently was fired from the toy stand. He was helping out and he was fired because he was constantly intoxicated in front of children. We even spoke to his boss. We were like, you, um, your line of work is with children. You know that, right? So that's not That is pretty work. bad for him to be smoking an illegal substance in front of children. That has to be hurting your business. And 
he was like, wow, this, uh, how did I not fire him on day one? <laughs> how did I you know hire why him? that didn't click. I was like, how are you running a toy store? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. about to run your business. Yeah. How are the shop owners generally? Uh, most of the shop owners are good. Um, I kind of hate the guy at the beauty zone. He's always had an issue with everybody. I can't walk into that store without him following me. The morning crew at McDonald's is horrible. They won't even let us sit here. Yeah, they will kick us out. They tell somebody bought us food and brought us in, order whatever you want. And then upon her saying, get whatever you want, the cashier who was the, also the manager said, once they get their food, they have to leave. They can't eat inside. And the lady said, the hell they can't. There's a sign right here that says, if you order food, you can be in here for 30 minutes. So she had nothing to say to that. She's like, fine, while they eat. And this was in the dead of winter. Oh, thank you so much. God bless. Yeah. It was freezing cold and snowing. And she was just like, no, they have to eat outside. Wow. It was terrible. Ooh, you like so, these. So that lady just came up and gave you uh, some chicken tenders. Chicken tenders. That's nice. her favorite. So. Nice. Mine are the nuggets. And I got those. <laughs> those are good. <laughs> so good. You're so good. Your being in front of McDonald's is not incidental. Right. To your I chose, yeah, I chose yeah. to sit here because I knew I needed food. I got sick of the uh, food pantry, basically, or the uh, pots, which is great. I got sick of eating there. What's so, your experience down at pots? We were going there every day, and it's a great place. Helps a lot of people, but it's the same thing every day. Like, sure. You get sick of it. Definitely get sick of it. But it's a place that you can go to shower. They give you clothes. What what they usually serve down there? Um, cabbage, rice, beans, and chicken. And the chicken is just like they took the whole chicken and just chopped it over and over or threw it in a blender because every tiny little shred of chicken still has a bone in it. I don't know how that's humanly possible. If you have any experience in the food industry, <laughs> that is not possible to achieve that. And somehow they managed. It's hard to make I don't get it. I have worked in the food industry many times. I've never <laughs> seen that before. So you're not down there very much? Not anymore. Yeah. But that's because I chose to sit here. But I'm getting sick of McDonald's, too. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's the case. Yeah, and my health has to be terrible because of it. I guarantee you, if I went to the doctor, you'd say I'm insane. I eat McDonald's at least three times a day. That has to be bad. Yeah. But we do get a lot of food. Like that. That's one thing we never worry about, starving. You know, like we'll sit here and we'll start to get hungry and we'll panic, but within an hour, someone. <laughs> But for that hour, you're freaking out. You could be panicking at home. Too. Yeah, that's true. Know. I'm usually panicking more at home. Before I was homeless, every little thing freaked me out, bothered me, and I was stressed out. And then I realized how much all that stuff does not matter. Yeah. Have you learned a lot about yourself being on the street? Yeah, I mean, I was OCD. Before that, I had to shower like three times a day. I wore an excessive amount of cologne, you know, used a whole lot of products all the time. And now I shower once a day, I'm satisfied. Where do you guys shower? Pots. Well, they pots. actually give you a shower there, which is great. You get like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. But I have realized that those types of things are not nearly as bad as I thought. Like, oh, I got dirt on me. And? and not that bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, as long as I don't smell really bad, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. That's something that still bothers me. It bothers her as well. Once, <laughs> once our clothes, like especially when it rains and like the next day we're like, we smell musty yeah. that we hate smell like a wet dog yeah we can't yeah. stand that smell or the shoes i constantly have to change my shoes 
because they'll get wet and then we have nowhere to dry off. So, and we don't have a laundry machine or anything. We gotta go over there. Put a drink yeah. in. Yeah, nothing to drink. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Can't I bet be. you learn a lot about other people here too. Like oh, yeah. generally people. A lot of people are cold hearted. You, know, you get a lot of insults. Just last night I had a group of possibly eight or nine year olds harassing us, throwing uh, like barbecue sauce packets at us and throwing garbage at us, trying to start a fight with us because they know we can't hit them. So these kids know and I just kept asking them, where are your parents? Where the hell are your parents? It's 11 o'clock at night and you're eight years old. Why are you wandering Fordham Road? Like, this is not the safest place at night. Where the hell could your parents be? And then there was an awkward pause and I said, probably selling crack. Because they clearly were not raised properly. So they're probably off dealing drugs or doing drugs. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, you didn't even get to see that last night. Those kids that harass all the homeless people were back. Harassing me. That was fun. See many Fordham students going back and forth? Surprisingly, not a lot lately. Yeah, the, more so down there. I feel like they kind of only come here on the weekends. You know, I feel like uh, all the Fordham students are probably terrified <laughs> to go the opposite direction. Because that way is mostly all campus bars and Arthur Avenue. Sure. It's a more uh, safe area. You, know, you come this way, and the further you go that way, like the more ghetto it becomes. Yeah. So they get a little freaked out. You'd think nice people car. walking down to the train, though. That maybe you would think, yeah, train. just to travel. But they probably take their shuttles. Yeah. I see a lot of those. Yeah. I do see a lot of the shuttles. That's totally it. That's cool. That's a nice color. That is a nice car. Never seen that one. I guarantee it's from that store. The car shop over there. Oh, yeah. One thing I'm sick of is horns and sirens. I've actually lost a lot of hearing due to all the honking and all of the fire sirens. I'm shocked, I've been to many concerts in my life, didn't lose any hearing. A couple years on this street, I'm half deaf now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? You don't realize how much noise comes from all the cars. Yeah, a lot of it. And kind of all the time. Always, it's just 24 seven. I was telling him about all the cars, like all the honking and the noise, and there was maybe a 10 second break and we heard three horns already. Oh. What do you do for clothes? Pots as well? Pots as well, yeah, but we also have a couple people that always bring us clothes. So that's good. Yeah. Nah, I doubt it. I think he's on his phone. <laughs> We've also learned, uh, this is something I've learned. When people walk by a beggar, like a homeless person with a sign or a cup, Everyone has to look at their phone for some reason. It's like they all of a sudden got a text message or a call because they want to act like they didn't see you, you know, so that they don't feel bad or look like a scumbag. Yeah. They either got, well, what is it? They do that or they do the fake pocket check. I don't know where, if I have money on it. I think it's in your wallet that's in your back pocket. Why are you checking every pocket but that one? So you think it's probably okay for people just to walk by? It's fine it's just totally to walk fine. by. I would yeah. prefer that yeah. than you trying to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> like... It's almost more insulting. Or like the people that come and they give you one penny. It's like, thanks. What on a lot of earth effort. can you get for a penny? 
You yeah. can't get anything for a penny. That's why you're getting it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why. I mean, there's a guy out here who gets his pennies and just throws them on the ground. Like, fuck this. Me, I, I would keep them all. I just save them up and then I cash them in at the end of the week. Yeah. And it usually comes to like five dollars. But that's five dollars. Yeah. What do you What do you typically uh, like make over a week? What's a typical week? Oof, I couldn't even tell you during the week, but each day, it's been different lately. It's been pretty terrible. You know, I could make maybe forty dollars, which is still pretty good considering I'm not doing anything. <laughs> forty is good. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good, in my opinion. But we used to make a lot more. We used to make a whole lot more. What do you think changed? Too many people came out here. Just too many. Definitely what happened. That and um, I guess people are getting less money now. I think it's not a coincidence. Once Trump became president, all of a sudden nobody was getting money anymore. Can't be a coincidence. And I don't even care about politics. I could care less because it's not going to change anything. But it's just a weird coincidence that once that happened, no one was giving anymore. Yeah. Typically, I would never think of something like that. I yeah. couldn't care less, but... I wonder also the, the, the change from, this isn't necessarily politics, but the change to more cashless sort of life that people live. Yeah, that could be it too, you know. I mean, everything's going up, you know, and the people out here are all about flashy clothes and things like that. So at the beginning of the month, you do really well, because they're all getting their checks. And it's free money to them, so they're just giving it out, you know. And then, like, the sixth happens you know the sixth day of the month they've paid rent they've done their shopping now they're like what have i done i have no money left <laughs> why did i give it to you can i have it back every day i actually get people that come up to us and ask us for money <laughs> is it really it's shocking yeah i'm like can you read i have a sign almost need I your have a sign where's your sign yeah get a sign so next one get a sign <laughs> pull up a seat like it's crazy <laughs> things have gotten stranger <laughs> Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? Probably back in California. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I am a hard worker, so once I have all that settled and I'm out of the funk and I'm back into my job, I would definitely be making you know, better money like I had working at least two jobs. I have an apartment. What kind of work do you like to do? Um, mostly management. You know, I've been in a lot of retail, a lot of retail, um, manager at a wine store, CBS. Um, I did a lot of telemarketing type stuff too, just selling crap on the phone. I'm just a good salesman. What was, this, what was the craziest thing you, you had to sell? I sold somebody an old $2 bill from the war. He paid a couple thousand dollars for it because it had a blood stain on it. Isn't that crazy? That, that is crazy. The things people will buy, if you can talk them into it. Yeah. How are you? Surviving, I guess. Thank you. That is crazy. Yeah. So do you think of yourself as kind of mid-funk or three-quarters of the way through a funk? Uh, I'm pretty much done. Oh, you're done with Yeah, funk. pretty much almost out of the funk. I can't take it anymore out here. <laughs> At first I was fine with it. Now I'm just so fed up with it. So fed up. It's horrible. You finally just got tired of being homeless. Yeah. It took a little while. I hated it. Was it fun it. At, the t at the start? At first it was horrible and terrifying. Then it was fun. And then it was stressful more stressful and now I've just I'm at the end of my rope <laughs> you're just over I it. just I'm over it I can't stand it there's so many like just little things that you see and realize that you're just like this is ridiculous why am I still here yeah you know it's not worth it not worth it at all 
What was the... Like, look at her, like, we're out here, she can't find a place to sleep at night, so she's just passed out on me now. Exhausted. Within a second, she's asleep. <laughs> that must wear on you after. It does. Yeah. You get very tired. Yeah. yeah, because if she's sleeping, I have to stay awake, you know, make sure she's all right at night, so. Then we take turns. Yeah. And she's out. to meet you. Take care. Yeah. You were supposed to do a job. Yeah, we were supposed to do a job, me and him, and the guy never showed up. He never showed up. And we were really looking forward to it. What was the job? Um, he wanted us to help him move. And I knew him. Like, I had known him for a year coming up and down. And then he just never showed up that day. I haven't seen him since. Isn't that crazy? Like, why do that? Yeah. You got things to do as well. Well, not things to do, but yeah. you look forward to it, and then, you know. Oh. A lot, lot of drugs in the street? Yeah, not as uh, bad as you would think, though. It's definitely... Again, it's uh, expensive. Exactly, it's expensive. I would say the majority of everyone out here is probably on dope. <laughs> Either that or K2. Because... Yeah. You know, you'll see them smoking it, like the kid we were talking about before. You know, they've got fired. He's always smoking that crap. I don't understand it. Just smoke weed. Yeah, it's probably the only thing I would smoke. Is that about as far as you go? For me, yeah. Yeah. I used to drink. I had to give that up. It was too expensive. It was just, I hate being hungover. Can't stand right. it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, I was living in New York three or four years. Well, about ten years ago, I guess. And I'm surprised how much uh, pot there is on the street. Just like yeah. walking around, just like I know. walking in a cloud. And I don't smoke in New York. I gave it up when I left LA. Yeah. And there's just something about the New York weed that just isn't good. <laughs> it's not good. It like has a different effect on me. So I gave it up and when I smell it, I'm just like, ugh. It doesn't yeah. even smell good anymore. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah. It is sad though. It's mostly just a bunch of people that really got into a funk, I guess. And once you're in it, it's like just so hard to break that cycle and get out of it. You know, to have to change everything again, people don't want to do it. And For me, just, I want to. They just kind of just continue. Yeah. So you just end up there and you just keep going straight. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. What's the way to uh, fix the homeless problem, whatever that means? Um, I don't think there will be a way to fix it, to be honest. You could get every, you could help everybody, and there'll just be a new group of people that screwed up, and that'll be out here. You know, it's gonna happen no matter what. The only way to fix it is if that person wants to fix it. You know, it's the only way to get off the street or to fix anything is that person has to want to. You know, you can't force anyone to do it, so. People are gonna be out here, they'll be homeless, no matter how much you give them. They'll, they'll find a way to screw it up. <laughs> they'll, they'll continue to, yeah. Remain, yeah. Have you seen people leave as far as like, get, I have, get an apartment? Get a, get I a have, a good friend of mine that was out here is kid Gary. 
he uh, ended up getting an apartment and never came back. That I was glad about. Other than that, just uh, two days ago, somebody has been gone for like two years. He's back. And he was pretending he wasn't, but he was just sleeping on the subways. And finally, we were like, we're here every day. Yeah, you're homeless again. And he was like, yeah, I screwed up. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So that happens. That'd be hard. Do you have religious folk showing up, wanting to help? Uh, like once a day, you know, they want to give you a pamphlet and they'll give you a dollar. That's it. That's all they really do. Not too much of that anymore. Used to be. Definitely mean, used to be, like a couple years ago. I guess they kind of all stopped with that. What was the strategy at that point? Their strategy was just to surround you and pray. And while your head's down, they were putting money in your cup too. So you would like put your head up and be like, oh Jesus, he gave me money. <laughs> traffic with their sirens on. It's like, what do you think you're going to do? Like, cars can't levitate and move out of the way, but they still can't, they'll yeah. still blast it. It's horrible. Yeah. Oh, well. What do you think people usually get wrong about uh, the homeless people? Yeah, about homeless people, but also about the Bronx and about Fordham Road. And, um, so I think people avoid it because it's violent, and you don't think yeah. it's that violent not that violent. I mean, just like any other neighborhood, avoid it at night. You know? Yeah. Just avoid it at night. It's not that violent. Um, you just gotta stay on the main roads, like, just like anywhere else. L.A. was way more dangerous. In what way? Uh, you couldn't walk anywhere without getting harassed by somebody. And it's not a walking culture. Either. Right, exactly. That too. Here, it's buses, subways. Just ignore people. That's all you gotta do. Ignore the people that don't seem too nice. Yeah. yeah so what do you think people get, get wrong about homeless? They think you're doing it because... They think we're all junkies, probably. A lot of them are, though. <laughs> a lot of them are. So it's partially right. They're partially right. But you just kind of got to use your own judgment and decide whether or not someone's really homeless and really doing it for their own good, you know? If they really needed it or not. That's pretty much it. And you were saying some people you know have apartments. Yeah. And Some of them definitely here. have homes and they're out here just for a couple hours. You could tell because they'll only be here for a little while. I'm here all day. Yeah. Sometimes all night. What it is. Are you able to are you able to read or how do you how do you pass your time? Yeah, I do that usually actually that's exactly what I do. I go yeah. to the library. Oh yeah. right. I actually do to go up there. Um, I gotta check my emails. It's oh. funny you had mentioned my mom before. I gotta make sure that I'm actually still seeing her. <laughs> I'm supposed to see her later, actually. So you use the library oh, yeah, quite I a bit. Oh yeah, use that quite a bit. And you a use lot it? of us do. Yeah. For email. Yeah, like emails uh, to go online, get books out, just get out of the rain sometimes. Right. It's yeah. a good place. Which library do you go to? I go to the one right up the street, right there, right by Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, there's one right there. Oh. It's very nice. It's in that building, uh, right? Right on the other side. You can't really see it. Kind of goes around the corner. Yeah, if you look, you can see uh, the fitness place. Oh, okay, yeah. Connected to that. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Has Fordham Road changed much as far as businesses? and? Not at all. <laughs> no. That's definitely been the same. Yeah, exactly the same. 
nothing changes here. That's probably why I'm sick of it. There's just no change. Yeah. What's it like to, uh, you know, I was thinking about doing what I was thinking about doing this interview with you. I was thinking that probably the most interesting thing about you is not that you're homeless, even though like, yeah, you're homeless, okay, I got it. Uh, but there's other things going on in your life. Right. Right? It must get kind of tiresome to just be either identified by others, but also yourself, like, homeless, period. Right. Like, yeah. well, there's other things going on, really. Of course, yeah, there's always other things going on, but that's kind of our main focus. Like, no one's going to help us if we're like, hey, look, uh, fighting with my girl, I need help right now. She just ran off with my only money. You know, no one's going to help you. They're going to be like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Women are bad. And they are. You should have known better. Here's a no, dollar. Yeah, here's a dollar. You don't even get dollars much anymore out here. You'll get a quarter. You know, people used to give out fives. It's crazy. But that's all changed. That's all changed. Too many people. Way too yeah. many people. And those people that want to be generous want to spread it around. And then yeah. Plus, you know, you give somebody something, and then ten feet away, there's another guy. You know, it's like oh, I can't help everybody. Yeah, truly. You'll probably find my girl. <laughs> you make sure she's all right too. That's well, the other thing I worry about out here. You gotta always watch after her. It's hard for couples. Yeah, can be. Especially when she's that tired. Yeah, she's actually wandered into traffic half asleep. So it has happened. That's hard. Thanks for taking the time. No problem. I really appreciate it. Keep stopping by. Yeah, I will. Belmont Voices is edited by Jason Cannon with original music by Paul James Prendergast. In this episode, you heard our interviewee Dan talk about POTS, and POTS is uh, short for Part of the Solution, and their tagline is Feeding Our Neighbors, Nourishing Our Community, and they do incredible work in the Bronx, and I highly recommend you finding them online, seeing what they do, and seeing if you can support them. And thanks again for listening to Belmont Voices.